Welcome back. I'm J. Del Negro, and this is a zero episode of the Vod Change podcast. With this episode, we have the triumphant return of the Lawrence Support Group, more commonly known as LSG. There's a lot of ground to cover, so we brought in reinforcements. Jay and I are getting into all things Lawrence with our friend and local savage, Greg. That's Greg greatness, to be precise. As we talk about insecure, you'll notice one amongst many things. We're pretty Lawrence centric. We might not cover points or speak on segments that you might expect or hope that we would. That would defeat the point of being in LSG. All of that other stuff happens in the show, I'm sure. But you can listen to any other podcast reviewing Insecure to hear that. So let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you want to listen to three grown ass men talk about a relatable dramedy centered around a reluctant hero. And I thank you for listening. On with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, actually no boys or girls, just all ladies, all gentlemen. Um, LSG has returned and we are here to support our homeboy Lawrence in all his endeavors. And if you don't know who Lawrence is, then you're not watching Insecure and you are an idiot. Uh, I have with me two members of LSG this week. I have the illustrious Jay. Say what's up to the people, Jay. Jay, hello, Jay. You still here? Yes, sir. See, what, what are you doing? Yeah, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're not even... You... I couldn't hear you. Like, you, your, your voice went out. My, my voice went out? Okay. All right, we can do that. We can, we can blame it on my, my voice. We can blame it on my voice. That's cool. That's cool. Um, <laughs> I also have with me today on this episode of the By Chance Podcast, another member of LSG, Greg. Not just Greg. Greg Greatness. Introduce yourself, Greg. Introduce myself. Well, you just did it, man. I'm Greg. He just called me by my guess social media name, Greg Greatness, but I'll I'll take it. Um, guess I could just say I'm a member of this little LSG crew, little LSG fan. Here, 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 here. So I won't I won't go with our other tagline this week because you know it it was it wasn't looked upon with much favor. So I'm just gonna leave that one alone. But LSG, here, 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 here. Uh, so. This week, we've got like four episodes to catch up on. Some things got in the way, so I wasn't able to record like I wanted to, but here we are. It's, we're all standing, and I'm just going to get into it. So, we're in season two of Insecure, and this is episode three titled Hella Open. So, this is basically how the show's format is going to work. I'm going to give a synopsis, then we're going to talk about Lawrence issues, then we're going to talk about the rest of the show if we like. And in the end, after we go through all the episodes, we just give our final thoughts on how we encourage Lawrence from here on out. Got that, gentlemen? Everybody, everybody understood how it's supposed to work? Word. Got that? I right. got you. Wet. Let's go. Let's go. So season two, episode three, hella open. Synopsis is a sexually frustrated Issa explores a new outlook on dating. On a girl's night out, Molly meets a promising new guy. Lawrence's new work friends test his commitment. And this is the episode with the cookout. And uh, what's her face? What was her name? Um, Tasha. 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 Yeah, Tasha. So that is just, just to refresh your memory, it's been a couple weeks, but this is that episode. So we're going to go through the Lawrence play by play. Uh, first Lawrence scene, he's at work with his coworkers and giving him 
some information about Startup Saturday, which is introdu- introduced as depressing work mixer by a partner. And a partner is the girl he kind of flirts with a little bit at work. Uh, initially, Lawrence doesn't okay. say yes because he he's made a commitment with Tasha to bring the chairs. Um, any thoughts? Anybody? Uh, just... First of all, you don't make promises to side chicks uh, or rebounds. That's first of all. Okay. You box yourself in. Mm-hmm. You made a mistake there. It's all right. It's all right. Um, but he's a good guy, or as we'll see, you know, thinks he's a good guy, and um, <laughs> and uh, I think uh, he. I think that's the the fatal mistake he made. He he, he put up some some uh, um, expectations. He created expectations for himself, and maybe he shouldn't have. That's a fatal flaw uh, when you're dealing with side pieces. And also, even though I don't have one, I don't have one. So this is what I heard. Uh, you know, what I mean? but word on the street is you don't make promises to side pieces. Got it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next up. Lawrence and Tasha are in bed and she's watching like Shonda Land and ABC. Lawrence is busy trying to cop a field and uh, Tasha's talking about uh, her cousin or somebody. And Lawrence is like, who that? I don't remember who that is. And um, it kind of shows like the parallel between who they are. Like Lawrence is on one track and Tasha's on another and they are not meeting in the middle. And it was kind of right there in the bed. Uh, Greg, do you recall this scene? I do recall this scene, man, but I'm going to piggyback a little bit on I guess what Jay Soul just said about, you know, Lawrence is a good guy. So essentially what he was trying to do is he was trying to like juggle the whole being a good guy, but also knowing that this is not his girl. You know what I'm saying? But I I don't know. I guess when I look at this Lawrence and Tasha situation, she jumped into the situation expecting more than what he was really willing to give. But I don't think he was trying to dog her out or play her out or whatnot. Lawrence is just a good dude. So in his mind, he didn't really feel like he was doing nothing wrong. He was always honest with his intentions. But Tasha, I guess she just kind of felt some type of way. But that was like the first scene where we kind of saw that Lawrence was starting to like step back a little bit, like thinking like, damn, yeah, this chick a little bit too sprung. And I'm just trying to, yeah, I'm just trying to get a smash. <laughs> so that was kind of like the first sense of, oh, what the fuck I done done? Uh, it was definitely that right then and there. Um, what I what I thought was interesting is just how she wasn't paying him no mind. Boy, stop! You know what I'm saying? Like he was, he was, he was doing what he does, and she was just like, "No, nah, whatever, go ahead. I'm watching. This is Thursday night. This is Sean Delane. This is for us." And it was it was it was just one of those. She was real comfortable in her her uh, sweats and her hair tie, and he was he was still going for what he was there for. I ain't mad at him, but they were definitely on two different pages. Um, he was a man. He was a man on a mission. On a mission, money making mission. And then eventually, you know, the barbecue shows up and he gets to meet, play Uncle Jesse. And then um, somebody asks him to plug this in. And Lawrence asks, can, can we play music in the park? And then he got his nickname <laughs> Rules. Rules as a result. <laughs> um, you're a little rules following. Yeah, you're a rule following niggas. <laughs> right, 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 right. So Rules, uh, then Rules help Auntie Mimi or whatever out the van and some little kids buzz past them and then he was just like looking, man, this is a bit too much. And yeah, then by realized the, he was at a family function. Yeah. He ain't family. He ain't family. <laughs> you know what I'm he got that. No, he realized he was out of place, man. I think we kind of saw like the real Lawrence at that point. Lawrence ain't like no 
I guess we could say street dude, no hood dude. So he ain't necessarily used to being like, I guess, around those type of black folk. So it was kind of like a rude awakening for him. So he was that out of place and just hella awkward. Well, that too. And then he got that text message uh, from one of his coworkers and it gave him a way out. He went up to Tasha, kissed on the forehead. Something happened at work, baby. I'll be right back. I got to go take care of something. And he dipped out. So eventually he arrives at Startup Saturday and he's like, his body language changes, right? He's not so uptight. He's relaxed. He's like, hey, pointing. You know what I mean? Like he sees somebody from across the room and whatever, whatever. It's all good. He was with his people. He was he was good. Drinks was going around. He got to talk about nerd stuff with his nerd coworkers and laugh about work stuff. And it was all good. Then he got a text message. He ignored it. Or did he respond? I think he responded with some BS, like, yeah, still caught up, whatever, whatever. He, he responded Yeah, he, with he, some BS. With some BS. Still having a good time. And then later on, he gets a phone call. Goes upstairs to take this phone call because, you know, it's a little too loud to be at work when you got music blasting in the background. Takes that phone call outside. And then I, I think probably one of the better lines of the entire series starts from this point. He tells Tasha. What does he tell her? Honestly, I'm not looking to get into anything serious right now. And she just chews him out. My question to you all, gentlemen, have you ever been presented in a scenario in any point of your life where you had to give someone the hard truth after you've done some things you probably shouldn't have done? Yes. Like, that's, my, that's my life, bro. <laughs> I'll let Greg go first. Greg, what you, what you got for us, Greg? Man, that's the story of my life, man, because in general, I'm kind of like a straight shooter. So it's pretty quick after I've done something that I shouldn't have that I do kind of come back with the hard truth. Um, I guess with this Lawrence situation, man... I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself because that was the scene where I guess she kind of let like what she said. He's a he's a fuck nigga who thinks he's a good dude. Exactly what she said. Yes. Okay. I felt some kind of way about that. Okay. Please explain. <laughs> Please explain. LSG. LSG. Hey, not only. Listen, one, one second. One second. LSG not only supports Lawrence. We also support other members of LSG. So please. Okay. Do, do share. Okay. Now, of course, you know, social media, you know, the ladies on social media, they love that Lord scene. Like they they felt like Lawrence finally got his you know his his comeuppance his due like all right we gonna finally put this nigga in his place but the fact of the matter is I still think Lawrence is a good dude I don't believe he's a fuck nigga what we see is a girl who got just a little bit more attached to him what she should have gotten she tried to sit there and play that role of well I knew what this was well if you knew what this was how is he a fuck nigga you know what I'm saying I know what you're saying. That's- that's why I felt some type of way about that. Lawrence is not a fucking nigga. If anything, Lawrence was too good of a dude to the chick. And I hate to like say the chick, because truth of the matter is, I like Tasha. Tasha was a nice little rebound chick, and hey, we should all have Tashas in our lives. But I hate how she went at the dude like that, calling him a fuck nigga. Lawrence is not a fuck nigga. Lawrence is my boy. And I ain't gonna, I don't appreciate no chick calling Lawrence a fuck nigga. And there you have it. Yeah, well, you, know, you already know what happens when, you know, when ladies get a little frustrated, they start going for the jet. You know, right. So that's that's what that was, I think. Because if he really was that, then she wouldn't have been all up on him. She wouldn't have, she wouldn't have been all up on him. She wouldn't have asked him if he was hungry. Right. Feel, all right. this other stuff, you know what I mean? But I've definitely been in that situation before. It was actually a really messed up situation uh, with somebody that um, 
<laughs> somebody I went to school with actually. And um oh like got to like uh, yeah, we're not gonna go into it. Please but, don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> Please don't. Please say names. Please say names. Uh I, no, I definitely can't. I just um, want to instigate it. Just just say names. Say names. I think I was just being too nice of a guy to kind of say, no, nah, I ain't trying to get into nothing. No type of relationship or anything. And she kind of was like, she kind of talked me into us talking or whatever. And so a couple of days later, I kind of came to my senses. And uh, I had to have, make that phone call. Like, look, I ain't really trying to, you know, I, I want to stay friends. You know, you gotta give them the whole friends line and everything, and it was it was it was messed up. You know what I'm saying? But it was better to do it early. It's like ripping off a bandaid, which mm-hmm. is what he did. Mm-hmm. Like he had to do it. He did it after he smashed a couple times or whatever. But it was still from early. the side. From the side, he he did it from the side too. First outing that they went on, so he ripped the bandaid off at the first outing. You right. Better now, and you know, five, six, seven months from now. When they like seriously in something, then he tells her, I ain't trying to be in that serious. So once again, I agree with I agree with Greg and saying that he ain't really no you know no FB or whatever. You know, at the end of the day, he he just got in a little too deep and he was trying to get out before it got even deeper. That's all. Uh, he did the right thing, man. He did the right thing. I mean, if anything, he came out respectfully. And truth is, she wouldn't have fell for him as hard as she did if he wasn't a good dude. Exactly. So, so she made herself look to me. I guess as a man looking at this, and I guess as you know, part of this Lawrence Hive, <laughs> I felt like she looked dumb when she said I'm that. Lawrence Hive, correction, it is the Lord Support Group. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It, it's different, different, I apologize. Yeah, different chapters. We, right. Yeah, LSG. Well, is the LSG. Here, here. She, she made herself look stupid, man. <laughs> so, so I'll say, um, I think she earned the right to give him that indictment. I just have a hard time because uh, she 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 lost she lost out right so and and there was some involvement there so she can give him that indictment and that's pertaining to their individual situation I just have a hard time with the word fuck fuck boy or fuck nigga or whatever like it's like an indictment that's long standing and I, I just can't I can't get with that I, I would agree. Well, here's the thing, the thing about when they when they use that term, it's it's they use it in such a broad sense. There's certain people that don't deserve that, there's certain people that do. And right. in the situation, he ain't deserve that particular phrase. He ain't deserve that, you know what I mean? Not at all. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, like I said before, when when when, when, a, when a lady when a, when, a, when the ladies is they angry, they gonna say whatever comes to mind. So you just gotta take it on the chin, keep on rolling, which is exactly what he did. So we, we move on to episode four, Hella LA. And a summary, Issa has her newfound confidence shaken at a day party. Molly has a blast from the past with childhood friend Dro. A trip to the grocery store turns into a wild and crazy night for Lawrence. And if you don't recall, this is the the episode with the threesome. So if we go through the Lawrence scenes, they are as follows. Lawrence gets a call from Chad, and that's his funny homie, about heading to a party, which is not the same day party that Issa and her crew are going to. Next, Lawrence is in traffic, and this part kind of got to me on a on a on a on a personal level, and it, and it probably I'm assuming it affected you guys almost the same way. So Lawrence is in traffic, and he's not moving, and he sees a car pull a U-turn, and then he proceeds to do the same thing, and he gets pulled over. So once that happened, I felt like it was going to be some dick shit, right? The cop was just going to pull some dick move, 
and in a way he kind of sort of did um the other thing we saw and someone pointed out to me before that lawrence was driving a jaguar right and it kind of points back to him being uh like thinks thinks he's a little bit better than everybody else you know what i mean like it's an older jaguar but it's still a jaguar mm. you know what i mean oh, uh, no, don't, don't kind of jaguars is a quiet taste that's vintage right there yeah yeah it, it had the, it has a certain kind of cat that'll drive that kind of jaguar and and, and, it, and again it, it illustrates lawrence as a whole um so the interaction with the cop like it made me feel a certain way and i know it was there basically more for the for the climate of where we are as a nation and the way his character responded and got you know unnerved got rattled started dropping things couldn't really hear things in real time because he was just out of it like that that kind of struck me a little bit not not too much but it was one of those things where i've been there before i know i know what that's like uh jay you you have any uh yeah Yeah, we all have man definitely We've all got pulled over in nice cars before. In nice cars? I ain't got a nice car. My car got duct tape on it. Uh, you know what I mean. Like, you, <laughs> you got a nice car. You ain't got no, you know, no, 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 uh, what's that, uh, Capri. You know what I mean? What's the Caprice? Yeah, I don't have a Caprice so, or, or a Crown Vic. <laughs> you ain't got a 1994 Caprice, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, or Crown Vic or something like that, you know what I'm saying? So, you know. So, doing the, uh, the, the, the pullover where he didn't get a ticket. He was let off with a warning because something to do with their alma mater's Villanova in Georgetown between the cop and Lawrence. I don't remember which, who went to which school, but whatever. Goes in the grocery store, the liquor store to get his liquor. Doesn't have any money. Two young girls behind him, giggling, sizing him up. Oh, we'll cover it. Pay for his alcohol. He says, thank you. They go outside and basically they ask the, the favorite white girl question. You want to party? Question. When you saw that, did you know what was coming next? Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty obvious what was coming next. I mean, I kind of called it in when they went to the grocery store and they paid for the liquor. So I, I saw what was coming. It, it looked like a setup. It looked it looked dangerous to me, though. It looked again. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of the climate. It just it just looked and felt dangerous to me. But it, it definitely was obvious as to what was going to happen. Yeah, it was it was pretty, pretty. They was he was picking up what they was putting down. But like. <laughs> So uh, back at the young lady's place, Lawrence is on the couch, sending text messages to Chad. Something came up. You know, that's his, that's his text message of choice. And um, white girl smoking, drinking. Lawrence looks a little uncomfortable because he's not sure what's happening next. And then um, what can only be described as white girl dance, that starts to happen. I don't, I don't know about you, uh, but those two young ladies weren't that fly to me. And as Lawrence's homie, I would have never recommended he do that. Anyone have any other uh, opinions or anything to the contrary on that? Well, I mean, I'll say this though: they weren't tens, but they were old. I mean, they were solid seven and a half. Stuff. Oh no, <laughs> they were not sevens. I think I couldn't. I couldn't get to a seven. What what number? I mean, they weren't. I mean, they weren't bad chicks, but I mean, they, they weren't even good chicks. Like they were just like, yo, you could do something else with your free time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean. Neither one of them was horrible, man. Neither one was horrible at all. So he was in a good situation. I just my my yeah, thoughts are. Day, I don't think he was. I don't think he was being picky. You know. Right. Oh, I mean, that's not really. You know, those type of situations you can't really be that picky. In. You, mean, can, you can. You can but, say no. You can say no. Well, no was an option. Like, no was an option. That's all I'm saying. No was an option. Um. So three. No was an option, and I technically I don't. I believe the same thing you believe. 
they probably shouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? As, uh, as his homie, you got to tell him. Right now. As his homie, you just like, nah, right bro. Now. Nah, so nah. when you party, you make moves. You do your thing. Speaking of partying, threesome ensues. Here we go. One on the face, one on the lap. It's just happening. Eventually, Lawrence gets to the point where he can't go anymore because, as he explained to him, to them, because we had sex. So they say they want to switch, and he can't get it up. And at that moment, he realizes. And in that moment, he realizes that these were just two young women, essentially longing for black manhood in them. Had nothing to do with him. He just had to do a job, and if he couldn't do it, they'd be going to smoke coke. I mean, uh, sniff some coke in the corner and call somebody else who could. And there was a scene where uh, it was shot between two uh, fan blades, and it was just looking down at Lawrence, and he had that look of, "I don't even know what I'm doing in my life right now." Uh, I don't. I always say the moment after a nut is the clearest thoughts that you'll ever have. Everything makes sense. Clarity, it's the moment of clarity. clarity to be because because two things happen. He he became clear of thought and he also realized that he was simply being objectified and he didn't like the way he felt. He felt dirty. I'm sure he felt dirty. Are there any I redeeming think, moments? I'm sorry. What, what were you saying? I think I got a completely different opinion. Of that okay. Scene I'm, no, I, <laughs> okay. Okay. Personally, I'm going to break the fourth wall a little bit and I'm going to say this. To me, I think episode four was the episode where it kind of became clear to me that this is a chick show written by women and written for women. Because realistically, Lawrence had no reason to feel some type of way after he got that first nut. As far as I'm concerned, he already won at that point. In a realistic situation, I don't think I would have really gave a fuck if I couldn't get it up for the second go around. I already won. That's realistic. But the fact that this is a chick show and written for chicks, written by chicks, and Lawrence had to take a L, that's what we saw. I think we saw a situation where they kind of felt like Lawrence had to take the L in this situation, but it just wasn't realistic to me. So I don't disagree, okay. but I do have to say uh, I've been in similar circumstances personally, and there, there is an emptiness that exists when when it's something that's not what you want to do. And you don't realize you don't want to do it until after you've done it. So, well, it just goes it goes to, to the point that she was making earlier about him being uh, uh, at heart, Lawrence is a good dude, and so he does have a conscience. You feel me? So that's where his conscience came in. You know what I'm saying? It was like, yo, what am I doing right now? Like, this is not where I want to be. However, on the flip side, that's part of being, you know, I guess the bachelor playerhood that he was trying to, you know, assimilate or trying to do, you know, or trying to be or portray. But he ain't really about that life. That's just really what it's all boils down to. He ain't really about that life. You know what I'm exactly. saying? But he'd have been like, all right, cool. Well, I got mine. So he just left, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> right. Kind of looked laid down. was like, dang, I'm, I'm, I'm messing up right now because... Technically, once he got out of college, he was in a, a five-year relationship. You know what I'm saying? So you talk about somebody who was probably 17, 18 years old, going up to like 22, 23, and then from that point on, had a steady girlfriend. So his outlook on all of this is different than most cats. You know what I'm saying? He's he's almost kind of experiencing bachelorhood for the first time in his life. 
So it's just new to him. You know what I mean? His conscious messing with him. So I, I will agree, though, he did win. Because uh, after you get that nut, you won. Like, that does you can't take it back. She can't take it back. You already got it. So, you know, he won. Um, yeah. Kind of, the, the episode kind of ends up with Lawrence is on the phone with Chad. And Lawrence isn't really being boastful about his experiences. Chad is like bragging on his behalf in the uh, men's room, being like obnoxious because that's how Chad is. And uh, it turns out Lawrence is sitting outside his old apartment building looking real sad. And um, as my friend, because I am a friend of Lawrence, I tell him that's all right, but he can't sulk for but so long. He's got other things to get to. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all right. You, you felt bad, but it, it's time to move on, bro. It's time to move on. And like we're about, and we're about to move on to episode five. Hella shook. In summary, what's what's interesting is as we talk about these summaries, that's just to remind the audience of what the show was about. We don't, we're not really speaking about this, but that's what the show was about. In case y'all need to know, Issa attempts to build a roster and butts heads with Frida at a work retreat. Molly's day takes an unexpected turn at her parents' vow renewal ceremony, and Lawrence stumbles upon some news about Issa. This is also the episode where Dro's little ass shirt makes an appearance. And I like to point that out because <laughs> my son, like no bullshit, has that same shirt. And I'm sure that's my, my son's 11. And I'm sure that's the same shirt. He stole it from my son's closet. Uh, anyway, it starts off. That was kind of hard to watch, man. Cause I'm, I'm actually, a, I'm actually a Dro fan. So that was kind of, <laughs> that was kind of hard to watch that. Man. Yeah. When he walked out with that shirt, I was like, damn player, what are you doing? <laughs> Like who who was on wardrobe this day? They played a joke on you. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh the show starts out. Lawrence is out for a run with his co-workers, checks his phone, and he realizes he has jury duty. And we all have a story about jury duty. Um Jaden, didn't you have a, a real interest in jury duty last time? Uh thank you for listening to the Bot Chance Podcast. It's Jay here, and I'm asking you for a favor. Actually, I'm asking that you do a few things, but I'm giving you options, so here they are. First, all of these options deal with interacting with the show and or showing your support through a contribution of a non-financial value. That's right. I'm making requests that you do things for this show for the free 99, for the 90 days, same as no cash, for the get your receipt at the first window or your order is free, freeness type free. And here's what you can do to help. Step one, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the By Chance podcast via iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Step two, follow me on social media. I am Jay Del Negro. That's J-A-Y-D-E-L Negro. Or if you were born before 1962, Negro on Instagram and Facebook. J Del Negro or J Del Negro. Call it how you want. Step three, after your subscription and following me on social media, you should begin to comment and rate on any and all platforms available. SoundCloud gives you the option to hit the hearts and write a nice message or two. iTunes, you can leave a five-star rating and again, to continue with the nice words. The last step, if you so shall choose, is to share and recommend the show. Tell your friends, tell your parents, tell your coworkers, loved ones, tell your enemies and frenemies and strangers alike about the By Chance podcast because this show is about showcasing your stories as told by the best storytellers. That would be you. Four steps. Pretty simple. All for the free and all for the By Chance podcast. 
Now, let's get back to the show. My jury duty last time was, I'm trying to remember, because it's like, I feel like I go on jury duty every, every year. year. Every year you go. Like, two, three times. It's like, I always have jury duty for some reason. But, um, no, nah, I think the the one jury duty I had, um, uh, Kirk Schmoke was sitting next to me in jury duty. That's what it was. <laughs> like, what? Like, yo, you still live in the city? Random as hell, bro. Right, Kirk Schmoke had jury duty the same day. We sat together and talked the whole time. You know, you're in the waiting room. We waited, you know, we was in the waiting room for like six hours. And then we finally got called in and the, the, the judge went to call him the uh, and he said, I'm not I'm not gonna be a juror and I'm not gonna be here for the rest of the day. And when she asked him why, he said, Because you used to work for me. Ah. And, then, and then she looked up and was like, Oh my god. So and then I wanted to use the same excuse, but she didn't work for me. So I basically went to the front and was like, I, I hate cops and lawyers. <laughs> and it worked. You know what I'm saying? It worked. Because she looked at me and said, well, you know, I used to be a lawyer. And I was like, I don't care. Mm. And then that's how. Because I'm boss. I'm boss. Right. <laughs> I mean, my last jury duty situation, um, I was like the only black man in the jury pool. And the case was, it was this black guy suing a police officer for, you know, I guess, abuse or whatever. So I ain't really had to say much. Of course, they won't put my black ass on the jury. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> they just got to let me go. It was like, whatever. I, I had to say nothing. Like, when I, when I heard, like, the, the details of the case, I knew this one black man wasn't going to get put on that jury. So I was like, good. Let's go. <laughs> I, my, my most recent jury duty uh, situation, they gave me $15 for being there for 15 minutes. And I was good. So, not quite as interesting as sitting next to the mayor or being uh, kicked out of the pool because you fit the description, but you know, it, it works. Um, so, while sitting in, in jury duty, Lawrence gets a text from Derek and Derek is uh, Tiffany's husband and Tiffany is Issa's friend and Derek is Lawrence's friend. So they do share mutual friends. Um, and that's the married couple. Uh, right. About right. Tiffany's birthday party, asking if he was still going and, uh, Lauren says yes. And then he ends up just scrolling through Facebook and ends up on Kelly's page. And Kelly is my favorite female character. She was eating the world's spiciest pepper or whatever. And he was all like, what the hell is wrong with this girl? And um, eventually he ends up on a photograph that's of the night where Kelly was sitting at the diner and got quiet for a little bit. But it's a group shot. <laughs> it's a group shot in the background was Daniel and Issa together question Jay you're married married and Greg I don't know your status but I'm sure it's got something to do with pimping if if you saw your ex lady with the dude that caused the demise of the relationship how do you feel start with you Greg oh oh damn man I'm gonna definitely feel some type of way I, I felt Lawrence on that situation I mean the last poll that wasn't loyal to me. Actually <laughs> <laughs> wind up marrying the dude. So Tom, I mean again, I've actually been in situations where I've actually seen them in public and you do feel some type of way. As confident as I like to be, as much as I try to be like, you know, this dude that don't give a fuck, that hurts. When you see your girl with the dude that she cheated on you with, you gonna feel that. So I felt Lawrence in that scene. He felt some type of way, and it was warranted to feel some type of way. Jay, you got any, you got any feelings on this one? 
mean, yes. I mean, how is he supposed to feel, man? The last time that he even saw her, they were arguing and breaking up because she slept with the new day. So, what's the first thing he, the first time he sees her or whatever, outside of that, you know, in, in a social setting at least, she's with Daniel again. So, obviously, he's going to feel like, oh, man. So, she stayed with him. She don't know that they didn't stay together. He doesn't know that they didn't stay together and they didn't stop messing with each other. It just so happened that they got caught up in the, you know, in a picture together at the restaurant. He don't know none of that. All he right. know is last time they talked, they was broke breaking up because of this dude, and now she in the picture with this dude. Of course, he gonna feel some kind of way. Right. And the whole like the whole like stalking thing he was doing, I felt him on that too. I mean that that was an honest that was an honest reaction. That's how I felt on that. In fact, in fact, I gotta, say, I gotta say on that note, on that note, I was like, "Come on, Lawrence, I'm, I'm a cold, I'm, I'm, look, I'm a different type of dude anyway. Like once I'm done with you, I'm done. You feel me? So I don't do the whole going back and checking your, your IG and all stuff. You know what I mean? So with him doing that, you can tell he was still in his feels. He ain't over Issa, obviously. You know what I'm saying? But because he my man's, I'm gonna give him a pass on that. And say, all right, well, he looked a little deep because he saw something that was, you know, hurtful. You know what I mean? But for the most part, you know what I mean? However he feel about it, he's supposed to feel about it. You can't blame him, man. Yeah, he, his stalking was so uh, intense that he was actually doing it in the jury box. Like, as they were sitting there calling and picking jurors or whatever to, to sit on trial, potentially, he was just going through his phone, not giving a fuck about what was going on around him so much, in fact, that he was actually dismissed. Um... Next scene with Lawrence is him and Derek at the bar. And um, he's basically letting it all out. Like, how could she do this? She's still with this dude. Was she playing me the whole time? And this and that. Essentially, his insecurities have come to the top. Um, It bubbled over and he's got Derek, his friend, who is also Tiffany's husband. And he asked Derek, has Tiffany said anything about it? He was like, look, we don't talk about y'all because it caused the rift between us. So just trust that, like, if this happens, it, it happened this way. So Lawrence went on to say that maybe she was doing this the whole time. And Derek was like, nah, she ain't the type. And then he went on to say something, which is what I would think any real friend of any other man would say. He says, honestly, this ain't all on Easter. You spent two years unemployed, not doing shit, letting your woman take care of you. Derek also went on to say it didn't give her the right to cheat, but he could see how she could start to see someone else as being attractive. So that right there was just like the 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 essence of him having to face the facts. Like, yo, you own some of this shit too. Have you? Hey man, it takes you to tango. Yeah. And if I was, and, and, and as Lawrence is my homie, I probably would have ran a roundabout way said the same thing. Cause yeah. I mean, yo, if somebody really your boy, you gotta let them know, you know what I'm saying? Like what's right is right. You know what I'm saying? However, I do like the fact that he mentioned that, that it gave her the right to cheat. Yeah, I felt like it was a, a realistic like all of the ladies out there went crazy. I was like, yeah, that's right. That's what we've been saying the whole time. We've been saying this the whole time. Yeah, he he also said that she didn't have the right to she should have did that. So you're null and void. She added that. <laughs> um, that was... I'll give Lawrence twenty five percent blame in that situation. Okay, okay. But seventy five percent was Issa's fault, but. One of the reasons I guess I became, you know, so pro Lawrence LSG member, I could actually I could actually relate to Lawrence 
first season, Lawrence, how we first met him. I was able to see past that whole bum on the couch narrative because during that particular time, like I kind of related to him because I wasn't working too. And I fell into a little situation where I wasn't working, but I also wasn't no real rush to go back to work because I was really trying to figure out what do I want to do next. So I felt Lawrence in that situation where some people try to like call him a bum. I knew exactly what he was going through. With that being said, that was not a good enough reason. I get his slump. I understand what he was doing, but that wasn't enough a good enough reason for Issa to step out on him. Now, the one thing that I did agree with what his homeboy told him was the fact that it was easy for another man to come in and look like, I guess, a shiny penny to Issa because the man that she was with just wasn't really sparkling the way he should have at that point. So I did understand that. But Lawrence shouldn't take equal blame in that whole situation. I mean, Issa should take more blame than that. I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree with all sentiments. Um, uh, the, the the only point I like to make is at this stage of uh, the show, the Savage King is looking way less savage than he looked before. And in fact, it really is, man. And in he, fact, he, these past few episodes, man, it's kind of hard <laughs> to stick with the Lord's fan. But I'm, I'm, I'm still a fan, though, man. I'm still a fan. In, in fact, Issa is, Issa is starting to wear the Savage crown a bit. Just a bit. She's she's trying to put it on to see if it fits, but you know, however that goes. The show ends with um, the song uh, titled "Insecure" by Jasmine Jasmine Sullivan and Bryson Tiller playing in the background as Lawrence is looking at Issa's Facebook page, and eventually he blocks her. So I've had some uh, transgressions in my young life where I've had to block people on Instagram for one reason or another. Um, it never felt so emotional around it. But I knew it was for the greater good. And I think he did that for the greater good. So he wouldn't continue to look and see things that'll mess him up. Oh, he blocked her? Yeah, he blocked her. He hit I that. that. Yeah, he hit that. Yeah, little, I think I missed that one. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what he did. You, I had to watch it twice so I can see why you missed it. But I had to watch it twice. He, okay. he blocked her. Um, so he should no longer be, you know, scouring the Internet to look for pictures of Issa and Daniel at this point. Himself, smart, move. smart move. And uh, now we're up to episode six, aptly titled Hella Blows. Um, <laughs> finding herself. Oh, I, had to, I had to remember that one, but yeah. Hella Blows. <laughs> the most recent one. Yes, the most recent episode. Yeah, Easton takes all kinds of L's. Let's just, go ahead and, <laughs> let's just go ahead and put it out there since the ladies who are tuning in and talking right now. Uh, probably shaking their head, saying, "Okay, well, they kind of coming to their senses." And then, blam! Episode six. Blam. Here's where you doing things. Blam. Blam like a shotgun blast, right? Like like a like a boom. It just shot out, right? Like a blam shotgun blast, right? Right? That's where we going with this. <laughs> so, is is a summary of the episode? Finding herself without a car, Issa is met with disappointment as she maintains her roster, her rotation, if you would. Uh, Molly frets about an important friendship while embracing something new. Lawrence gets a rude awakening at work after pitching his app. And that's kind of where the show picks up with Lawrence's first scene Uh, at work. Lawrence is showing off his long awaited app that he's been working on for the past three years or so now. Woot woot, whatever that is. Um, So he's got that. He's in that little think tank room and they're all like uh, patronizing him and humoring him and answering you know, asking some questions, but mainly asking about his retro Jordans. Um, Greg, you, you've worked in, in, in office settings, I assume. 
what yes, have you have you ever had to make a, a presentation on behalf of something to convince people to get on board? Oh yeah, man, absolutely. Um, it's kind of was it anything like that? It's, kind of, it's, it's, it's humbling at times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've definitely been in that situation where I'm sitting there thinking like my idea is the greatest, and I'm reading the room, feeling like, oh yeah, I got everybody on my side. Like yeah, I'm, I'm killing it. But then seeing the people who I need to really impress, kind of like seeing their faces of, yeah, they just trying to be nice to me. <laughs> and that's pretty much what happened to Lars. They, they, don't, they don't really want to tell me how they really feel. I guess they don't want to anger this black man. Did they, so, so yeah, I've been there. Did they, did they ask you about your Jordans, though? Oh, yeah, yeah, because I was kind of like a sneakerhead at one point. So okay. it, it was nothing. Why do you relate to him so much, man? You are Lars. I mean, that's yeah, it was nothing. <laughs> Trust me, bro. It was nothing for me to be in, like at work with, like you know, a nice little cardigan, a button up, and some damn shiny ass highlighter dopes on or something. <laughs> so, I've been and yeah, they have definitely asked me about my sneakers in the middle of a presentation. Ah, wow. so that so that part seemed a little odd to me, but I guess that's real life. It, it's taking it's real taken life. from the real world. <laughs> um, so afterwards, after his meeting, uh, Lawrence again meets out with Aparna. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, his female coworker that he kind of makes googly eyes with, and she's kind of like, "Yeah, they're they're entertaining you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're entertaining you, but they don't really mean it. Like they're just doing it to to be nice." Lawrence ain't hearing it. He's on top of the world. Like you know, he's standing in front of the Titanic. I'm the king of the world. Say what you say, but I know they were feeling it because I was on point with it. Uh, and again, that kind of goes back to what Greg was saying. Got people listening but they're not really listening you know what i mean uh so later on lawrence catches up with those same co-workers that were in uh that meeting with him and he's asking questions about what they thought for his app did they have any questions and they were just like nah you know it was good but they, they were more or less just like wrapping turds around words telling him that um they value his perspective and energy and like when i heard that i was like yo uh are those code words for like we like that you're black and you work here? That's that's just what I felt when yeah. I heard perspective and energy. Yeah. Pretty much. And I was like, whoa. Um, but they can't wait for the debut of Lawrence 2.0 when he comes out with an even better idea. And then they ask again. Then I would have turned the name. But but true to come. <laughs> True. Yeah, that's when that's when keeping it real goes wrong. That's when keeping it real goes wrong. Like uh, we don't we don't need to do that at work. Uh, no, trust me. When you're in a situation like that, that's the last thing you really want to do is to show any signs of angry black man. <laughs> so, and I'm pretty sure our Lawrence knew that. As definitely, wow, wow. I don't. You know what? I don't even think I don't even think he he knew that. I think he was just like blown away that someone didn't believe in him like he thought they did. Like he had no dose of reality. And it also meant right. for him, like he had to let go of this thing that he'd been holding for two or three years, saying, this is my way out. This is my breakthrough. And that breakthrough yeah, didn't break through. So I think I think it just kind of like like crushed him. It, it was it was like his baby. And then no one gave gave a damn about his baby. And it's just hey, now I definitely can relate to that. So and, I'm a musician. So whenever I put out music, you already know what it is. You, you cry every time you put out an album, you cry. And um. If people don't you like surf, it, man. you cry even. When people don't receive it the way, you know, that correlates with all of the, the, the blessed meditation you put in and the anticipation and the vulnerability, you know, you, you 
felt some kind of way. So I feel him on that. Like he had an idea he was sitting on for three years and working on it. And you know, like Greg said, you know, it's it's a humbling situation. But you know, you get through it. You get through it. And true to form, Cameron and Tim, those are those are guys that he was talking to two white guys. They asked him about his sneakers yet again. Um, and the episode kind of ends with Lawrence going back to Aparna and saying, like, she was right. Um, they didn't like it. Now, I'd like to interject one thing. What's that? Um, councilman, uh, as a full-blown member of the LSG group, I think it is important that we also mention the L that Issa took. I think it's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. imperative. Yeah, it, it is. It is. imperative. We we can absolutely give give bring up that subject. So, um, unlike the other episodes that we kind of talked about, this one this one bothered me the most because the conversation that they were having at that sexpo, it just felt like a PSA for fourteen year olds. It was just one of those things like, why are these grown women talking about this like this? It just I didn't I didn't know that you can have a group of four women and two of them not do that. Like how is that even possible? Like how? Right. They they still. Is, let me let me ask you, gentlemen. Do, 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 do y'all believe that that black women don't really? I guess I'm trying to say this respectfully as I possibly can. But is, do y'all really feel like black women ain't into something dick? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> as our white counterparts. <laughs> well, I guess there's no way to respectfully say that, Andre. Uh, right. <laughs> um, special kisses. No, we can call them special kisses. That's what we'll call them. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, and from from what I know, from what I know, uh, they they kind of do. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's not. It's gluten free, so I don't see why they wouldn't. So uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. That whole little conversation was just weird. To it was, me. It was I'm odd. sitting there thinking, yeah. like, really? I mean, what? Black chicks don't suck dick. Seriously. <laughs> 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 But, but okay, <laughs> I'll go along with the show. I mean, that's what they say, so that's, uh, that's what it is. I'm going to be like this. Uh, what, what's her name? Uh, the one that's married. Amanda, right? Uh, Tiffany. Tiffany's the character's Tiffany, name. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Tiffany, okay. But that's Amanda Sales, right? Right, right. Okay, well, Tiffany's the only one married, so I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, I'm just saying. I want to listen to a married woman. Think she, knows what talking about. she might know a little something. Uh, so... They went their separate ways after this expo and, you know, Issa got that call from Daniel. She came through. They got hot and heavy and she decided. What's the other L? She hit the trifecta. Remember she tried to holler at the neighbor. Oh, yeah. So that was an L. That was L number one. There's a couple L's. There you go. The Spanish dude, right? Mm-hmm. And the Spanish dude was like, slow down, sweetie. Strike three was her getting to Daniel's house, deciding to be uh, sexy and spicy and doing something she had never done for him before. Question. Did he give her fair warning? He did. He did. He definitely did. He gave a warning. He definitely gave her a yellow light. It was. It was. He he said the words that this is about to happen. This is this is happening. This is happening, 
And did she move before or during? Like, what? Do you, what? It was before, right? Yeah. So she. Yeah, it was definitely before. So she didn't. She didn't move far enough, or like what? Who's it? What, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like the trajectory. Like. Of- the, the, the sheer trajectory is what she miscalculated. There was there was there was some there was some force behind that. Like that was because that was crazy. That's all I can say is that was crazy. Like like yeah. it happens in life. I'm sure all the time for you somebody. Really funky, like if they added added the sound effect that Raul make. I do. <laughs> 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 Yeah, some somebody should uh do a super edit and then add that in. Uh, it'll it'll work. It'll work. A million retweets, I'm sure. A million retweets. Um, but her response was just like, I can understand being upset because if it was reversed and like say I'm doing that and something came out from a young lady, regardless of what it is, like I'm gonna be like, yo, what's what's this? What's what's happening? However, I'm not gonna storm out. Are you crazy? Because that means I don't get mine. You know what I mean? Like I can't just walk away. Nah, I, I love her response, man. Like, yo, she was gonna kill that dude, man. <laughs> like, that was real rage in her eyes, boy. That wasn't rage. rage that was something else in that, her eyes. That man. was that was irritation in her eyes. Like, there was she needed she needed some visine and clear that sting out. But I mean, it, it's just like her response to being angry, sure. But like to blow up and leave and just call them all kinds of names is one of those like, yo, how old are you? Are you are you still that fourteen year old girl walking around the sexpo? Like, well, you gotta remember during that conversation she had with her with her girls, she felt like that the reason that um black women don't suck dick is because they feel like dudes same as disposable at that point. So I think she kind of felt like she felt real disrespected. She felt like this dude just completely disrespected her, and now she's disposable. So I think that's where that rage came in. I mean, cause she was an amateur. She was an admitted amateur. That's not something she typically do. So that's probably the first time that happened to her. So she probably just felt real disrespected. So I understood her anger. So another another point I mean, around what, that. What, I think, like, what do you think happens when a dude is finished? Like, what, what do you think happens? Like, she's not she's had sex several times. She's not stupid. She's not a child. You know what I'm saying? Like, she knows what happens. So it is 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 another point to it. Do you realize that for those four or five years that she was with Lawrence, she didn't do that? Bruh. Bruh. I believe that. She did when he went on that one job interview and got him the job. But other than that, like she wasn't doing that at all. It was it was really a special kiss whenever she did that. So uh, out of state. Uh, well, we see why he's is taking so many hours and don't have a man to wipe my man Lawrence's dick. So, you know, well, that that was kind of the end of the episode. And we're, we're up to the point where we're waiting for uh, next week's episode. So. How I like to end this show is by asking you individually. You are the homie of Lawrence. What would you say to him at this stage of the game? Like, what? How would you advise him on what to do next? I'm gonna start with you, Jay. Uh, I would say, uh, what's her name? Aparnia. Aparnia, what's her name? Uh, her name is Aparna. The coworker. Aparna. Mm-hmm. Uh, make that happen. Make that happen. Um, also, too, she's like really invested. 
him getting ahead in the company, so to speak. Like, she's giving him pointers to help him out. So that's a win-win for him. You feel me? Like, he get with that, and then she also will help with his presentations. He can build something there. I can see something there. You feel me? So I would say, listen, homie, go back to work. Rework your idea. Work with the girl, Bonnie. Like, you know, she wants to go somewhere else with it. Go there, too. But, you know, just keep doing your thing as far as your career is concerned. Because, I mean... You did wait five years to get where you're going and to get where you at, man. So I would say concentrate on that. Forget Issa, man. Like, Issa, she's not very good at hoeing around. She's trying to hoe around. She ain't good at it. She'll come back to a microphone ring at some point. You know what I'm saying? But you just do you. She'll be back. Great. I would tell Lawrence, stay away from Issa. Cut all ties with Issa. Cut all ties with Issa's friends. Do this single thing for at least a good solid two years. If they get back together, that's great because truth of the matter is, I do like Issa, and I wouldn't mind seeing them getting back together. Just no time soon. I just Lawrence needs to just really take this time to like find out who he is, man. Like build his career, get his next idea out there. Lawrence 2.0, you know, do the right thing and just kind of like be a single dude for a good two years, and just forget all this relationship stuff. Leave Issa alone. Word. Word to mother, and I guess my my point is um. Don't mess with a partner because you don't want to shit where you sleep. And uh, to kind of counter Greg's point or to, or to piggyback on Greg's point, like just do you. I honestly don't see um, Issa and Lawrence getting back together anytime soon reasonably, simply because like Daniel's in the picture. Like as a, as a, as a man seeing your ex or your lady with the dude she cheated on you with, you can't get around that. Like there's, there's no way to reconcile that in your mind reasonably. And if you do... I don't know who you are as an individual. I, you, you're not the person I thought you were. If you can reconcile your lady still kicking it with the dude she cheated on you with, like that—that's just not. That ain't no. Somebody gotta die. You I, know what I'm saying? I guess we gotta keep watching the scene because it looked like she might not be messing with old Daniel no more. It don't. Man, it, I call it sick. <laughs> <laughs> it might not even matter. <laughs> it might not even matter. Um, gentlemen, I really appreciate. Uh, us coming together at the Congregate is LSG. Uh, this fellowship has been wonderful. Um, we are endorsers and supporter of our man Lawrence. Um, we'll call him out on his BS, but also support him in the end because that's I don't know about you, but that's my homie. Um, you still my homie, man. Still, still everybody's homie. Um, again, thank you, and uh, we we should have one more episode coming up after the next two, and we'll we'll, we'll see what we do for the season wrap up. But thanks again, guys. No problem, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, brother. LSG. Here, here. Here, here. Here, I would say we covered all things Lawrence, from his lows to his mids, and honestly, he doesn't have any highs right now. It's just pretty mid for him. Let's look at it. His dreams are shot down, and he's had to look his own insecurities in the eye, and hell, I really don't consider that threesome a high. Smashing two fours is never a win in my book, but that's just my book. His win could be right around the corner. However, we won't know unless we keep watching, which is something I plan on doing. I'd also hope that you all plan to keep listening to the By Chance podcast, then rate and comment because that's just the right thing to do. I'm sure Lawrence would subscribe and share and rate and comment. He's a good guy after all. In closing, I'd like to say the only safe thing in life you can do 
is take a chance. See you all next time. Tell him.